In 2012, Lynn Williams was riding a bus through the Gratiot Woods neighborhood in Detroit when she saw an apartment building going up on McClellan Avenue. I said, I'm going to go there and see if they have any apartments. So they had a sign on their uh, apartment building for the phone number, and I just called the number. She and her husband had just come out of treatment for a crack and heroin addiction. They had spent years living on the streets and were currently renting a small one-bedroom apartment. The apartment building we were in wasn't safe. It had a lot of things going on in it that we were trying to get away from. So so that is, you know, a little bit of the story of what led up to us even looking in the first place. The apartments were built by a group called the Detroit Catholic Pastoral Alliance a nonprofit that works to build community through anti-racism training, senior and youth programs, and by far their biggest program, housing development. When she called, they had one apartment left. The Williamses got it. They were brand new apartments with brand new everything, which was the opposite of what we were coming out of. Everything was really old and falling apart. Um, and it was the last apartment. It was on top of a Head Start and a bakery. And we were just super excited that uh, we got something that was brand new. This year marks 13 years of sobriety for the Williamses, a feat they credit to both the DCPA and their jobs at the Salvation Army. I mean, it has been a godsend because we are able to have stable place to go when we're done working for the day and it has just given us it's truly our sanctuary which has really helped us in our sobriety in that we're not on shaky ground at all the home is absolutely beautiful I mean if you knew my story I I lost in my active addiction I lost a half a million dollar home in Pleasant Ridge and my credit scores just tanked. I just lost everything. So I didn't think I was going to survive active addiction, much less be have such a beautiful home again and a quality job that I'm passionate about. So, <laughs> For the last 10 to 20 years, this is the testimony that countless Detroit Catholic organizations have been making a reality. By partnering with the city and developers, creating and reinventing their vacant spaces to create affordable housing, Catholic churches are showing hundreds of Detroit housing insecure residents that the church is not only their spiritual home, it can also be their house. Welcome to Detroit Stories, a podcast on a mission to boldly share the stories of the people and communities in Southeast Michigan. These are the stories that fascinate and inspire us. Thinking about the probability of dying is something that none of us wants to face. No matter what we do, all of us will pass away one day. Preparing now is a great way to help our loved ones during their grieving process and ensure our final wishes are followed. Our caring friends at the Catholic Funeral and Cemetery Services can help you. Visit cfcsdetroit.org or call 734-285-2155. In the last 10 years, there's been a story of two Detroits. One, which has been capturing the hearts of the media, is the story of the city's revival. Its artistic renaissance, the droves of people moving back into the city, 
the opening of Michelin star restaurants, boutique hotels, and luxury apartments. This story has started to eclipse the older story of Detroit and its poverty, white flight, vacant lots, and crime. But there's a group that's getting left behind. Those who never left Detroit. The ones who are making 30 to 40,000 a year. The ones who are washing the dishes at the new trendy restaurants or changing the sheets in the hotels. And suddenly, there's no affordable place in the neighborhoods they used to live in. What is happening to those people on the fragile edge of home security and insecurity? There's a lot of areas, pockets of Detroit, where it's not getting all that attention that, that you see now. So how do, how, do you, how do you handle that? How do you, how do you, how do you reach people that's in those areas, that's been in those areas for years, that's been working in those areas for years, and try to accommodate them when it, when it, as it relates to affordable housing. This is Cleophis Bradley, the Director of Community Development for the Detroit Catholic Pastoral Alliance, or DCPA. It's the same because, you know, there's not enough affordable housing in, in, this, in this city. You know, we get calls every day, and the challenge is finding a decent, affordable place to live. And I have to say the word decent because people can probably find affordable places, but they're not decent. There has long been the misunderstanding that while Detroit struggles with poverty, there's plenty of housing. Just look at the hundreds of empty homes. Yet the dramatically high rates of eviction and rising rental prices tell a different story. In the last few years, one in eight Detroiters reported being evicted or forced to leave a living arrangement. Furthermore, the inhabitability of the homes is called into question. In 2013, the Detroit Blight Removal Task Force conducted a comprehensive street survey and review of building records in Detroit and recommended nearly 80,000 homes required intervention or removal. The DCPA, a nonprofit membership organization that was founded in 1990 to service areas of Detroit, has sought to address this issue. When we first got incorporated, a lot of people were leaving the city of Detroit and they wanted to leave their homes and to organizations that know the house will, will, be, will become of good use. So we started accepting these homes, using sweat equity, some donations, fixing the homes up, finding first-time home buyers, and we created a lease purchase program. Their goal was to service those with a median income, those who may have employment, but are struggling to make ends meet. Well, when you talk about affordable, affordable can be can mean different things to different people. But if but if we have any city or state money in our projects, we try to rent or or sell homes to people that at sixty percent AMI or below, and that's Wayne County area medium income, and. I'm going to say for a family of for a family of one, you're talking you're talking thirty-eight thousand a year. For a family of two, it goes up to maybe forty-two or forty-three thousand a year. For a family of three, it's close to forty-six, forty-eight thousand a year. So we try to we try to service people up to that sixty percent AMI. We know we most people are at really at. 30 and 40% AMI, where they're making 20, 25,000 a year, between 25 and, 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 and maybe 55,000 a year. So, But we do have some multifamily projects where well, we are servicing tenants who's making no income. 
and and, and, mo- and most of our tenants are working. They are they are they are working families. They are getting an income. We only have one or two tenants who who doesn't have any income, and who's relying who's who's relying solely on a project based voucher, a subsidy to pay their rent. But most people are most families are working families. Just need an extra help to 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 uh to address their housing needs. When they started to pursue larger funding from the city and state, they were told that while they were doing an excellent job rehabbing homes and selling them to first-time buyers, their services were sprawled all over the city. And if they concentrated their efforts on one community, their impact could be much larger. So when we were looking, when the city and state told us to find a community, a target area to do your housing development in, we came to Nativity of Our Lord Churches, which was one of our member parishes, and looked around the surrounding community and saw that there was a few home, there was homeowners still, you know, keeping their house up, but there were some houses that you can tell they was being, you know, slum landlords. And we thought we could come in, into this neighborhood and stabilize it with with our housing efforts. So that's why we picked this neighborhood because one of our member churches and the neighborhood was 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 just needed a little bit of stabilizing, you know. So we decided to come in and stabilize that community around the Tudor of Our Lord Church. Since then, Gratiot Woods has become the site of 113 new or rehabbed affordable housing units. Drive through the neighborhood streets of McClellan and Cary, and you'll see dozens of single-family homes and apartments, some in what was once a vacant high school, filling the streets serving lower to moderate income families. Every day they get phone calls from interested parties who want to learn about renting one of their properties. The DCPA has been involved in several housing projects, including a 25-unit building in Milwaukee Junction and another 36-unit complex on Gratiot on the city's east side, with further plans in the works. A decent, affordable place to live is like the number one need of, of, of humanity. So that's that's our that's our that's kind of like our mission. Uh, you know, just just providing somebody a decent, affordable place to live. And, and, and that's that's what we advocate for. Just just I don't know how else to say it. You know, that's that's one of the a basic human needs is, is, is housing. This desire to ensure the dignity of Detroiters' most basic human needs is something that Catholic organizations all throughout the city are starting to get into. As certain parishes ebb and flow and vacant buildings arise, some churches are trying to reinvent how to serve their changing communities. Last year, Transfiguration Parish renovated a school into affordable apartments for the local community through city funding and a partnership with the Detroit Housing Commission. The year before, Catholic Charities started planning development for 46 units of mixed-income housing in the former school buildings of St. Matthew Parish on the east side through financing from the Michigan State Housing Development Authority. The century-old school building of St. Charles Borromeo Parish is now St. Charles Place, a four-story condo complex. Essentially, it comes down to a few things. This is Michael Shanley, Chief Financial Officer for the Archdiocese of Detroit. The parishes often have tried to sell these properties at times uh, or lease them to other schools, and we see them sit for, for over a long period of time, and it's expensive to maintain the insurance and the uh, utilities um, and some maintenance, even in an empty building. So it's, it's definitely a valuable if we can find a partner um, to develop these and that then this building can be used for the community again and and not just sometimes it's housing but also 
maybe on the first floor on there's also offices that provide other uh, other charities come in and provide other services um, for the uh, for the community so these are big enough buildings that often they they also provide some other services to the community it's a great opportunity for that neighborhood um, for that parish to be you know again the center of the neighborhood it always has been but this adds another aspect where they're providing housing um, for people that hopefully many of them will be parishioners um, of the parish. So it's actually an effort to rejuvenate the neighborhood. Building affordable housing generally requires three partners. A developer who wants to turn the property into housing, the parish who has the building, and the state or city who has incentive to build affordable housing to revitalize the city. The parishes own the properties and but the archdiocese our real estate team provides a service to our parishes and we are really the uh, the spokesperson for the parish but the parish has to make the decision so it goes to the pastor and the, and the finance council if they decide this is something that's important um, and and the project makes sense then it, it is approved by the uh, archdiocese and then the archdiocese works as a representative of the parish the partner is very important. The developer is generally that person that really does a lot of the legwork. And to find a suitable partner, we look for someone who's we've done basically these uh, projects with before. Um, many times they're Catholic, uh, but not always. But they all have a, a, a good reputation within the city and a lot of experience uh, doing this work. These are not short-term uh, turnarounds. It typically takes two to three years worth of work from the start to the point where the housing units are available. So it's a long-term project. We want to make sure they're uh, good, stable uh, companies that have, have had success in this area. The city is actually very important. Uh, I've, I've talked about the developer a lot, but the city, um, often there's, uh, they have to be, you know, encouraging this and promoting it because there's, pro there's permits that have to be uh, approved. There's properties that have to be split often. And, and reset and rezoned even. So that takes uh, the city's council to approve those changes. Um, and all these things take, can take time when you're trying to get this done. So it's important that the city is, is, is really supportive. Um, and that's what, that's what I see, it, that to get these, uh, to move forward, um, everybody has to be working together and it has to be a priority. And I think that's where they've been most successful is when everybody has that pastoral uh, desire um, and that drives us to get to the decisions. The unsettling reality about these projects is the fact that these buildings, these spaces are dormant to begin with. Former vibrant schools, convents, and churches are now weed-covered or trash-filled empty lots. And it's kind of sad for the parishioners who are still there. But the reality is that the call to be pastoral means offering the sacraments, building schools, convents, hospitals, and the care of the people. But as the population of an area evolves, so does the care. I know it's maybe difficult for some to realize that this we used to be a school, but in general, the reason why the school is empty is the people, many of the Catholics, have moved to the suburbs and are going to other schools. So there's other newer schools that are populated now, and this building is because of the, the just migration of people 
uh, it's one of the main reasons why we have these empty buildings. So it's uh, the fact that we can use it um, and provide another service and actually a, a really important service for housing, you know, leads to a much better uh, standard of way of living for these people. Um, if they can have affordable housing, it's really the basics of people being meeting their needs. This desire to serve someone's inherent dignity is at the heart of what is pushing other organizations, particularly parishes, to make the choice to create affordable housing on their properties. It's a shifting pastoral ministry for parishes that are accustomed to creating schools, fellowship halls, and managing Bible studies in OCIA. But it still strikes at the heart of what it means to be pastoral. And it's this call that drew the Cathedral of the Most Blessed Sacrament to make the same choice. I think that it is all about dignity and every person from conception to natural death. And everybody deserves that. This is Father J.J. Meck, the rector of Detroit's cathedral. And, and so I uh, have been a big believer uh, in the, you know, the proof of God being beauty. And, uh, and, when, and that's been a part of, of art, I, you know, in my love of art and architecture and the studies that I, I do and as I dream about it, I know that sounds a little strange, but it just, it brings me so much joy. For the last few years, the cathedral had been expanding their Christian service ministry with a variety of new initiatives. They installed an antenna to provide more than 250 nearby households with Wi-Fi. They've started working with other churches to help provide people with computers. They had a monthly pantry where meals were delivered to cars, monthly barbecues for the neighborhood, and a program that sent teams of volunteers out to do minor repairs on people's homes. And it was during one of those trips that the neighborhood's most obvious need literally fell on them. And so in the process of that, and this is how the Holy Spirit works, in my opinion. I don't believe in coincidence. So God just kind of takes everything and, and lays it in our lap. And that's how this came about when we were looking at this housing. And we and I have a team of people, and my brother-in-law and my sister and I went one to uh, a gentleman who whose um, uh, downspouts were were falling and caving off, and we we're going to hit him if you know if they collapsed on top of him. And so we have these ladders, and we're assisting and helping in that regard, and realizing there is such a need. The cathedral, nestled between neighborhoods across a wide economic spectrum, had many parishioners facing gentrification. Um, a lot of times, like you said, some of the more um, elaborate places have a certain minor percentage for affordable housing out of the law. We're doing, we're doing it all in that regard. And as you know, little pockets get developed, and that's what happens. That's what will happen across the city, uh, you know, midtown and downtown, which are really doing well. And, and so those times, oftentimes people can be forgotten and in the gentrification that can happen, those people are ousted. So the cathedral found their latest Christian service ministry project. They had this big empty lot across the street. For more than 20 years, the archdiocese had owned this property, the site of a former dry cleaning business and gas station where garbage was regularly dumped. They were going to turn that eyesore of an empty lot into affordable housing. They put together a team and started researching funding opportunities when their efforts caught the attention of an incredibly fortuitous developer, Van Fox, the president of MHT Housing. They're um, one of the largest uh, housing, uh, they house more people in not only Michigan, but in the city of Detroit than, than most others. I think it's somewhere like 20,000 residences that they have provided across the city. 
And so uh, we met with Van, and, and he loves, loves, loves our mission. In fact, he's a, a real man of faith. And he and his wife uh, will oftentimes just come here for liturgies. And uh, they're really on this mission of, of making sure that people are taken care of. In June of this year, the Archdiocese broke ground on their plans, a four-story building with 53 units of housing. The caller? The Blessed Mother Blue. So there's going to be blue on the building because of Our Lady. It's going to be beautiful. I think anybody would be happy to live there. And so when we, we look at, at what this is all about, we're trying to make sure that they have wonderful housing. But it's all for folks who are, um, you know, kind of when you look at it, who are, are dealing with a range from anywhere from like about you know, 30000 to 60000 is what they make, you know, in regards to their, um, you know, their income. So all are welcome. Everybody's welcome. And that's what Unleash the Gospel is all about, that everyone is here. There's no bystanders. We are all a part of it. And everyone's welcome. There is already a list of people who have filled out applications to be a part of the affordable housing. But while the housing is an incredible achievement for the Archdiocese, it's going to be more than that. There's going to be 6,000 square feet of commercial space, including spaces where they will offer training, plumbing, electrical, construction, etc., and education to help people enter the workforce. Their MHT partnership will allow them to help residents and students connect with jobs. All of the revenue from the commercial space and the rent will go automatically to support the cathedral and their ministries, which in turn help the community around it. I'm just very excited about the whole process because we're I really believe this is being completely guided by God. So and, and it's clear because you know we're unleashing the gospel, we're getting attention in positive ways for what it is that the church has always been about. And that's what I think is such a, a beautiful gift. We're literally going to be impacting you know, uh, the next several generations of folks in the church by, you know, doing the works of mercy, providing housing, comforting them, feeding them, training them, you know, doing all of that. And so in that, in that partnership, which I really believe is a true partnership, we don't have to really do anything other than they uh, and working that we get to do our ministry with them. And, and that is what I think is the biggest celebration. Even retired clergy, they can come and live there and, and everybody's welcome. And so it's gonna be a wonderful mixture. And then we're gonna do, once the building goes up, not only go there to meet their needs, they're gonna be welcome to come on the campus with some of our, hopefully our updates as we continue to try to raise funds and bring this to update and make it, make the cathedral less of a fortress and come here to be, you know, the open arms of what it is that, that Christ wants us to be all about on this, you know, to rebuild this entire Woodward corridor and make it a safe, healthy, you know, beautiful place. Everybody deserves beauty. Everybody deserves to recognize the beauty of God. And, and that's what we have. And too often, we take for granted, even, you know, those of us who have uh, a sturdy, you know, roof over our head and a, and a next meal that's already in the refrigerator. And so often we take that for granted. And so the God is the giver of every gift. And when you begin with stewardship, it, it is always out of gratitude. And that's what I love about the folks around here. They're so grateful for what we're doing. And, but they think, and we are doing something, but they're now engaging and we engage them in the faith as well. And they're doing it as well. And they're very, they're very joyful in that. And they appreciate, you know, the, the, the fact that 
God is all a part of this. So the proof of God is beauty. And we help them. We help them to, you know, with all of our, everything from coat drives to the food to making sure that, uh, you know, that they are totally taken care of. It's all encompassing because everybody deserves it. Beauty was the word Lynn Williams used to summarize her apartment rented through the DCPA. But perfect was the word she used to describe the house she and her husband moved into four years later. Um, With the house, which we got in December of 2017, we always believed that it was the house that God had for us all along because just like us, that house, the one we're in now, was on the demolition list and was completely restored, just like us. The olive green Victorian home built in 1904 had hardwood floors, granite countertops, and was right across the street from Nativity Church. I mean, it means a lot to us because we are city people. We believe in the city of Detroit. We love the city. And we love what's going on in terms of the neighborhood improvement not just downtown and all the buildings and all of that, but the neighborhoods um, improving and people actually supporting, bettering those neighborhoods has meant a lot, both to DCPA and to us as homeowners. I mean, it's a great thing, you know, and we love it. And we're very proud of where God has brought us. You know, from a one-bedroom, beat-up apartment to this beautiful home. Detroit Stories is a production of Detroit Catholic and the Communications Department of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thinking about the probability of dying is something that none of us wants to face. No matter what we do, all of us will pass away one day. Preparing now is a great way to help our loved ones during their grieving process and ensure our final wishes are followed. Our caring friends at the Catholic Funeral and Cemetery Services can help you. Visit cfcsdetroit.org or call 734-285-2155.